0: Here's Randy.
1: Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine. You know, upwards of 8 million women suffer from interstitial cystitis, or as it's called IC, a chronic bladder condition that can be extremely painful and debilitating and is typically treated with one prescription medication that not only provides little relief but also causes hair loss. Studies show that 92% of IC patients experience significant relief of one or more symptoms with whole leaf freeze dried oral aloe vera. 68% report substantial improvement in pelvic pain, urethral burning and urgency and frequency of urination. Today's special guest, Heather Florio, CEO of the company Desert Harvest, is with us today to discuss the connection between interstitial cystitis, bladder pain syndrome, and the symptom-relieving benefits of Desert Harvest Super Strength Freeze-Dried Oral Aloe Vera. This is a chronic inflammatory condition of the submucosal and muscular layers of the bladder. The cause of the condition is currently unknown, and the condition is regarded as a diagnosis of exclusion. Desert Harvest's product is unique in that the high concentration of nutrients adhere to the bladder mucosal lining, preventing potentially irritating solutes in the urine from reaching the bladder wall. Because aloe vera is antibacterial, antifungal, antibiotic, anesthetic, antiseptic, antiviral, antimicrobial and antifungal and anti inflammatory, and because there are no harsh side effects, it adds many more elements to the pain relief and improvement in day to day life for sufferers. And I can attest to that because I was one. So let me introduce you to today's special guest, Heather Florio, CEO of the company Desert Harvest. Good morning, Heather. Good morning, Randy. Thanks for having me. It is my pleasure. So, I am a customer since January of 2017 of freeze dried aloe vera for interstitial cystitis. So, I can attest to this product working. Because once I started taking it, I stopped having problems. So why don't you tell us a a little bit about you and how you got involved in this company?
0: Yeah, no. So um, in 1993, my aunt had the disease interstitial cystitis or bladder pain syndrome. And We were looking for something. She was staying with us at the time, undergoing various treatments and things. Back in the early 90s, there was even more limited options than there is even now. And so we were looking, what could we do to help? And we went to a natural products conference um, in, I think it was in Arizona. And um, my aunt and my mother happened to find this random bottle of aloe vera. And she took it home and she took the entire bottle and she slept through the entire night, which for an IC patient having to get up to void go to the bathroom so many times a night is unheard of. And we realized, hey, there's something here. How could we concentrate this? How could we make this safe for long-term use um, and, and, and filter out any of the negative components that are naturally in aloe vera? And so we developed the formula that we still use today, got with a chemist from. and um, and develop that patented formula that we use today in all of our products. And um, so over the years, you know, my parents have been slowly um, doing this. And I have been working since I think I was in high school when they started it. And we've been – you know, working with i c patients all over the world um, for the past twenty seven years in about two thousand and twelve, my parents um, are getting older in age and decided that um, it was time for them to start looking at retiring and so I came back and and started taking over the day to day operations and um, became the CEO of Desert Harvest.
1: Wow, that's a great story so Um, some of my listeners or many of them may not even know what interstitial cystitis or painful bladder syndrome is. Can you explain it? I mean, I can explain it from my point of view, but um, I'd like for you to explain it.
0: No, definitely. So interstitial cystitis, um, about 80% women and about 20% men have no lining of their bladder. So that's that mucosal layer you um uh mention the gag layer of the bladder, so this is the coating that essentially is a protective coating to the bladder tissues when, you know, anything is passing through your bladder. And you can imagine with that layer of that bladder gone, anything through passing through there is going to be horribly painful, especially if there's any acidity to your urine, um, and is going to, you know, cause painful burning frequency. It is like having a constant painful u t i that never goes away um, and especially for us women because we get them so frequently it it you know we can definitely r- relate and unfortunately, there is absolutely very limited research out there that's been done. There is a um, MAP project that is trying to look at different biomarkers um, to determine if there can be different subsets Um, of interstitial cystitis. Currently, there are only two types of interstitial cystitis medically proven, and that's ulcerative and non-ulcerative IC. And essentially, the you're going to have these horrible ulcers hunters ulcers is what they are called in the bladder for the ulcerated version of the IC and over time this can get obviously you're going to have to deal with diet modifications um, a, a, a essentially an entire lifestyle change and this is debilitating to the point where there it, it, the Interstitial Cystitis Association was able to get this re- recognized, um, I think it's the late 90s, early 2000s, finally, as uh, a disability through Social Security Administration and get it recognized by the government because many of these, mostly women, some men, cannot work. It is very painful. We had actually one man, um, he was actually a police officer, and he was having to self-calf 12 times a day um, just to get through his, his work day and be able to still function. And and that is debilitating in and of itself. So you can imagine these people just are, the lives are changed. Whether you want to just go out with your kids, whether you want to go down the street, whether you want to go for a drive or a travel, everything Parts and effects, and 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 you know I I also am an I C sufferer myself, and and so, you know when I, us as women we have so much going on down in the pelvic region, um, for us it can be very hard to differentiate um, the areas within. You know our pelvic region because we're going. Is it my uterus? Do I have endometriosis? Do I have uterine fibroids? Is it my pelvic floor muscles? You know, am I having uh, just vaginal pain as a result of vulvodynia? You know, there's so many things that us as women can have going down um, on down there that it can definitely be very difficult to differentiate and delineate the difference. In my case, I had um, uterine fibroids and endometriosis that I suffered from horribly for years. And it took taking out my uterus and excising all of the endometriosis, which I had, had done like three or four times. And then finally I said, you know what, just take my uterus, I'm done having kids, I'm done. And then they take it away and they go, oh, there's my bladder. And, and, and then we realized where some of my pain was coming from. And I had pain in all of these different places. And this is a story that comes from a lot of women because they have so many other things going on, companion diseases or disorders or things like that, that are, you know, making it hard for diagnosis. And when you talk about a diagnosis of exclusion, it really becomes a diagnosis of exclusion. They are working um, right now on developing, hopefully, a urine test um, that will actually make IC diagnosable via um, urinalysis, and and hopefully that comes to fruition. They're in the middle of that study right now, and because um, that would make a huge difference in diagnosis, um, you know, st- st- Some people get wrongly diagnosed because you get to that diagnosis of exclusion. They're all like, well, I guess you have this. And and so it would help so much with misdiagnosis as well as um, potentially subtyping in the future, which they feel will come at some point. Um, but when that is going to happen and when they would be able to sit here and say, you have this version, you have this version, and and, and delineate based on other maybe companion disorders, other things going on in the body, um, hopefully that will come in the future.
1: You know, my situation was was so uncomfortable that it's 24-7. It doesn't go away. The symptoms do not go away. And they are aggravated by acid in your diet, so it may, that makes it even worse. And I went to a urologist and he did, you know, an exam in the in the office and he said he didn't really see anything, but there was some bulging, so I thought maybe it was my uterus. I went and I got um, an MRI uh, or a CAT scan. I don't remember which one I got. And everything was fine. There was... Uh, there might have been uh some kind of tumor in there, but it was so small it it definitely was not what was bulging and so then it didn't you know nothing went away and I saw another urologist and he put me through the whole testing thing. well, it was torture for me because what they do is they fill your bladder up they want to see if you can hold your you know hold your urine, so urine. they fill your bladder up. With all this water, you're supposed to hold it, and then, you know, then you have to do it in a chair. Well, it was so painful when they were filling me up. And they were looking at me like I was crazy, like, why can't I do this? Well, I couldn't do it, and it was very painful. And he said, well, I really have no idea what's going on with you. Mm -hmm. So I began to look at things, and I found the interstitial cystitis, um, it's the foundation or the website. And oh, yeah, the
0: Interstitial Societies Association.
1: Yes, 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 yes. I found that and I started reading and it said that one of the things people find helpful is this Desert Harvest Super Strength Freeze-Dried Oral Aloe Vera. And I thought, well, I'll try that. And I thought, You know, that's, that sounds good. And lo and behold, it took everything away. It just took it away. Now, I've been on it since January 2017. I take. I started off with more tablets, um, but now I take two in the morning, two in the evening, and it maintains everything for me. So I am a huge advocate of this product. Now, what's the difference between regular aloe vera and freeze-dried or super-strength freeze-dried?
0: The difference for – it's actually in desert harvest, so it's not necessarily freeze-dried. There's other things that people can do and things like that. Um, What makes our product so unique? There are are many things, um, but it's all the way from where it starts to how we grow it. Um, We grow it in volcanic soil. Um, because that increases the nutrient content. Um, and the, and that's what we want to maximize is those nutrients in the aloe vera, the polysaccharides, the sugar chain, the mucopolysaccharides, because what those are going to do is that's that's made up of glycosaminoglycans, which are, again, referenced back to the bladder, something that's missing. So we're trying to maximize those. So we started in volcanic soil, um, it's about harvest, too. So we harvest our – our as we harvest it, a lot of the times if you've ever seen like an aloe leaf in the grocery store and it's just cut off and it's laying there, there's no nutrients in that aloe. Um, aloe, the minute you harvest an aloe leaf, within six hours, all of the nutrients are dead in that aloe vera plant. And so you – um, it is very important for us to maximize nutrients. So within 20 minutes of harvest, we're already starting to process to preserve those nutrients, to maintain those nutrients. And we utilize the whole leaf. We do not just utilize the inner gel. So if you ever see on a bottle anything that says inner gel, that is where they just go in and they scrape above what is called anthraquinones, and these are latex chemicals that naturally are in the aloe vera plant. And if you ever open up a leaf and look just below the gel, you'll see like a slimy, thin yellow layer. That is the anthraquinones. And internally, like externally, if you put it on your skin and you ever notice directly from an aloe leaf, it begins to kind of harden up on your skin and not be really soft or anything else like that, that's because of the anthraquinones. But internally, what that's doing is is it acts as an irritant to the colon. And so over time, um, medical studies have proven that anthraquinones can be carcinogenic to the colon. They can also cause um, kidney damage and liver damage. Now, the FDA regulates that um, anthraquinones can be in aloe oh-so-many-parts-per-million as a, quote-unquote, digestive aid. Um, um, unfortunately, this isn't a a safe for long-term use, and obviously for, for people who are taking our aloe, they're taking it long-term. So we utilize a patented process that filters all of the anthraquinones out as well as all the insoluble fiber, and then um, we freeze-dry to remove all of the excess water because an aloe vera plant is 95% water. Um, for Just to give you an idea of scope, um, one of our 180 capsule bottles um if you t- it would take 89 l- full grown aloe leaves
1: to make oh one gosh.
0: bottle wow. yeah <laughs> So that is how concentrated it is, and we don't add any fillers or additives um there we we add we do put a little bit of calcium, and the reason why we do this and we found calcium carbonate is the most effective form of calcium uh to buffer out any leftover acidity. Um, in the aloe, because we want it—it's—it's it's already a, a low acid product, but we want to make it as alkaline as possible um, for our I.C. patients. And so, we add that little bit of calcium, about 20 milligrams, into each capsule, and then that—and then we put it into a natural, um, vegan, kosher-certified um, capsule. It's a, called a plant cap. And, and, and we do not add anything else. We are very much about the natural raw purity of the product, not ingesting any additional things that you don't need um, and, and providing a, a, you know, a high concentration of the nutrients of the mucopolysaccharides and the aloe. And each one of our capsules has about 600 milligrams of aloe in each capsule as well. So, so how does, that, a how lot does this, that this actually
1: how does this actually adhere to the bladder mucosal lining?
0: So we are studying right now, um actually we're doing a study in Italy right now with IC patients in Europe, and then we are actually getting ready to start one here in the US here soon, um, with Doctor Robert Evans in in Winston Salem. And um But what we do know is that the GAG layer is missing in the bladder. Aloe is made up of GAG, of glycosaminoglycans is what GAG is short for. And so it is creating, that sugar chain is creating this coating within the bladder um, that is, Essentially, like a protective coating, while at the same time, aloe itself is anti inflammatory and analgesic, and of course, all the other ones (laughs) that you mentioned antiseptic, antiviral, antibacterial there's so many. But specifically to um, the bladder, it's having that anti inflammatory effect while also coating while anything else goes in there. Now, obviously, if you stopped, it it, it takes a little while for that coating to build up. In our double blind placebo controlled study, Um, at the Urology Wellness Center in Maryland with the University of Maryland, we had um, an 87.5% response rate of some or complete relief of all IC symptoms with just taking our capsules. And so that is, but what we found is that if you're going to respond, you're gonna respond within those first three months taking um, following our dosage protocol. Um, so starting with that six capsules a day and then from there finding yourself a a maintenance dose. But for those first three months, you definitely need to adhere to that dosage protocol because in our study and as we are reconfirming in our our survey we did in 2016, as well as the study ongoing in Italy, and we assume the same thing that's going to happen in our newest study here in the U.S., is we are reconfirming all of this exact same information, that this is the most effective dose that you if you are going to respond. You're going to respond within those first three months following the dosage protocol.
1: And is it, I'm trying to remember, is it three, three times a day? What is the original um... original dosage so we recommend
0: um, six capsules three in the morning three at night for the first three months there is an escalation dosage protocol where we have found if people take a little bit longer to respond because a lot of people we do see on average that within the first you know first month um, is where we kind of see a high rate of response. But there are people that do take a little bit longer. And we do have an escalation dosage protocol. The great thing about our aloe, because we remove all of those antiquinones and all of the negative properties, is that you can you know, you can take large amounts of it. It's it's like taking aloe. We had someone at one point taking like thirty something capsules. Not that you need to do that. Right. But exactly. it, it it's it's not it's not going you know, it's not gonna be harmful to take that that much of our aloe. And okay. and so, you know, we recommend the second month that if you're not finding the right level of relief go up to nine a day. The third month go up to twelve a day and and so on and so forth. And so okay. that is kind of with that escalation dosage protocol for those those first three months we have found that that makes a little bit of a difference for those that take a little bit longer to respond and then after that third month every people can maintenance dose down and they take away a capsule for a week so let's say you're at six a day so for a week you'd take five if you do good go down to four the next week, but do it for a whole week. And if you feel any symptoms return, go back up and that's your maintenance dose. And okay. so for instance, my maintenance dose is three capsules a day. I, I'm not sure what you're you're I taking do t- but two I,
1: twice a day. I do two twice a day.
0: Oh okay. See and everybody's body is a little bit different. And this is where when we get to maintenance dosing, we say definitely listen to your own body because it, we don't want you to obviously waste your time and your money taking a bunch of stuff that you don't need to take. So f- listen to your body. You know your body, and you're going to know where, if you start to feel anything, where your dosage is going to be effective for you. Um, at, but for those first three months, definitely following the dosage protocol is very, very important.
1: Where else do we find where, where, What else Antoquino- would that be? In- yeah. Antoquine, so it
0: is uh-huh. actually aloe falls under the onion family. <laughs> interesting enough. Really? They're not antiquinones. Yeah. And so if you have an allergy to Onions, then you know, you know you're going to be allergic to aloe vera. There's a very, very less than 1% of the world's population is allergic to aloe. But we always recommend if anybody's sensitive or anything else like that, we offer like a, a single day's dosage, a sample dose that we send out to people that they can do an allergy um, test with before um, buying an entire bottle. Um, But anthroquinones are mostly subjective. I I do know that there are a few things, but naturally occurring, um, specifically in aloe.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: And I do know that there are other plants I'm not an herbologist, so <laughs> I know that they, I think there's, like, rhubarb. Um, there's a couple of other, like, tree barks, um, some, hmm. some other plants that, that, that naturally
1: have anthraquinodes in them like aloe. Okay. Um, does the aloe coat any other organs or parts of our body um, as it's coming down, or is it specific to the bladder? No, there
0: is a lot of other benefits to aloe. All It's just that all of our research has been specific to um, interstitial cystitis. That's why we were founded for. But we do have people that take it for a variety of different things because there is research out there, just not done by us, um, with other type aloes. And I know that there was like Crohn's. Um, there are some people that take it for, um, acid reflux, um, there, it's naturally an anti-inflammatory and analgesic. Um, we, we always make a joke. We have actually had people take it just for hair and nails. (laughs) <laughs> um, just because of Yeah. And so we, we've had people take it for hair thinning. We we we've had people take it for a variety of different things. Um we just our research is specific to interstitial cystitis, but there are a whole host of benefits to taking in aloe internally. Um and specifically in our form because it's that safe for long term use. Um but Obviously, topically, we think you could think about it like you know with a sunburn. you put your aloe on a sunburn, which is the most typical way anybody thinks about aloe in the world, and you watch it reduce the redness and that inflammation and 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 soothe. And, and so you can think about that same internal action internally as well as um, we put a little bit of the aloe into every single one of our supplements because it makes it um, more bioavailable, more systemic and long-lasting in the body, so your body is wasting less nutrients and retaining more. So every single one of our supplements has the aloe in it, including um, our newest product, a CBD, that we just introduced in June. Um, we did a study at the University of Colorado, and um, we were 25% more bioavailable systemics and other product other cbd products out there on the market and that was because we added our aloe vera to it and we were able to prove that with the university of colorado
1: Hmm. so this is um it when when it's ingested so this so Mm -hmm. So what kind of cbd um products do you have now
0: So we have an ingestible CBD isolate product um, that we just introduced in June. Um, We are actually doing a study um, in Canada right now, in Quebec, at McGill University, um, we're really excited about this because they, um, they have done some amazing research with pain receptors and identifying pain receptors for different disorders in the body. Um, and so they already have models that can identify and watch pain receptors live. So essentially they take actually um, tissue Samples from donors that have passed and and so live tissue samples um, um, actually from segments from the spine, and they can actually watch the activity of the inflammation or the pain in that in those pain receptors live, and then they can watch what happens when Um, you know, like our CBD is applied to it and watch the pain, you know, watch the activity go down or or whatever. So it'll be really interesting once we get that study done because we are actually going to be studying pain models for um, rheumatoid and osteoarthritis. We're going to be studying um, pain receptors for neuropathic pain, And we're also going to be studying pain receptors for surgical pain as well as um, they have developed us a model for the bladder. So we are actually going to be studying bladder pain for the first time. They have developed pain receptor models for the bladder at McGill. Mm. And we'll be using our CBD to watch the activity and, and see what happens when our CBD is applied to the receptor. So, we're really excited to be moving forward with that medical study and to um especially for a newer product and 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 to be able to look at at what CBD can do inside the body.
1: That's really exciting. I I can hear how excited <laughs> you are about all this. This is this is wonderful. Um because yeah. we're all looking for we're all looking for natural ways to um to relieve our pain and help us with disease, and, you know, it, it's just wonderful that you're doing all this. Uh, you know, with CBDs, it's so confusing because you don't know what the strength is, you know, how, it's just such a, a vast amount of... Um, Options that can be in a CD, CBD product. So, what do we look for when we want to take something like that?
0: So, we did a lot of testing for years before and waiting for the regulatory to get it to um, with the FDA to where we would like it to be before we introduced a product. And we tested a variety of different things. So, there are three different types of CBD out there on the market. There is full spectrum which means it has all of the endocannabinoids besides just CBD, um, uh, CBA, everything, but it also has the THC in the full spectrum. Now, the broad spectrum means it has all of the endocannabinoids but no THC, And then the isolate is just pure CBD, no other endocannabinoids, no THC, just pure CBD isolate. And we went through a variety of different trials, and we found that the CBD isolate was the only thing that we saw that was effective or made a difference um, in all of the, the trials that we did. And so we decided, you know, for us, and this is what we do with every product before we bring it to market because I am not going to bring something unless we've tested it and researched it and 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 made sure that it is the safest, most effective product out there. And so we did this with the CBD and decided the CBD isolate was the best option for that. And um, although we, you know, there's limited... Research right now in the u s um there there is a lot of great research outside of that um, and hopefully the fDA will get the regulatory where we can do a lot more research that needs to be done here in the u s Um, you know from people that how does it affect heart patients you know how does it affect there's so many different questions that remain to you know drug interactions everything else like that that definitely remain to be unanswered about cbd and unfortunately it became a let's just throw everything out on the market and everybody saw dollar signs everybody saw Mm -hmm. potential all these companies and everything else like that and unfortunately it's just Led to a rash of of crappy products. (laughs) So I guess the best way you put it. And so realistically, you know, as the regulatory, um, the FDA is going to be coming out with more regulatory, which I think will really help to guide and guide the market. But um, for us, the 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 full spectrum and the broad spectrum did not really um, do much um in any of our trials and so for us it was definitely the CBD isolate um and it's hard with CBD products out there because just like with aloe they a lot of times when you get to the liquids or other things or sometimes you might see an aloe product on the market that says it has 5000 milligrams per capsule and or 10000 milligrams and then you look at the back of the label and you actually look at the supplement facts and in reality there's only 25000 milligrams or i'm sorry 25 milligrams in oh in each capsule
1: Wow. And
0: and so they use equivalency ratios to say, yeah, there might be 5,000 milligrams of equivalency in this bottle, but there's, that's not how much is per capsule. And so you'll see a lot of those same things with CBD. Um, you'll see a lot of equivalency. I just looked at one recently that was like it had 500 milligrams and da-da-da-da-da. And then I look at the back and it's all like – 15 milligrams per capsule. And, wow. and so it's, it's really, yeah, and, and, and that really becomes a marketing ploy. So I recommend to, to be an informed consumer out there. Look at your supplement facts labels. They are required to be on every bottle. If you buy a bottle that does not have supplement facts on it, be concerned. Um, because it is required by FDA regulation on on supplements and on CBD right now that there are supplement facts listed. And so definitely pay attention to what's on your bottle and not the marketing words that they throw on the front. Um, look at those supplement facts.
1: Are you FDA approved? Because I know a lot of um, herbal supplements are you know do not get FDA approved.
0: No, so they're real most supplements are not, and that is because there's only supplements um are are regulated. Um, by the FDA, but they, there's no approval process for a supplement. Um, there are certain ingredients that require an over the counter drug, like for instance, we have our Relivium, which is a skincare product, which has 4% lidocaine in it. That is required to be an FDA registered over the counter drug. Our Alloglide, sexual lubricants, are required to be FDA approved medical devices and and so the these things are required for certain FDA approvals but supplements are not required to be FDA approved and pretty much they are not unless you are a drug um and because that's the the only way to seek approval um from the FDA is to get it as an approved drug so for instance and this is kind of the gray area right now for CBD um is they came out with the new um, uh, Epidolix, the, the, the seizure drug, you know, a few years back, um, that got FDA approved as a drug. Now that was just pure CBD isolate. Hmm. And so someone can go and, and get and seek drug approval, but, you know, obviously for companies like us, we're not a giant pharmaceutical company. It costs millions to get drug approval and and we're definitely um you know we would we would love to we would love for people to be able to run it through their insurance and make life easier for everybody and 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 everything else like that but being a a small family company and a not a giant pharma company kind of changes that that thing so those are drugs are really the only thing that is FDA-approved, separate from over-the-counter drugs that are required because of certain FDA-regulated ingredients or certain things that are required to be medical devices.
1: So interesting. Um, Is there a particular – are there different um, strains of aloe vera? Are there different kinds of aloe aloe vera? Oh yeah, there
0: are there are quite a few different strains.
1: Because um, and, and me, I asked that and I asked that because I had an aloe vera plant, and um, the gel inside stunk. It smelled so bad I couldn't use it.
0: Yeah, mm. some some of them are are not usable whatsoever. There are I think 20 something different types of aloe vera plants specifically we utilize the aloe barbadendus miller species and the reason why we do this is because it is the hard hardiest species there are a lot that'll say oh i love this species or this species but a lot of those other species although i i know that there's like one other that can have a Um, different nutrient contents, different profiles, different smells. Aloe smells awful. I will never deny that. (laughs) Aloe (laughs) itself does not smell good. And it's really interesting because about this time every year, and this goes into the fact that we don't add ingredients um, to our product that would suppress different things and because we we don't believe that the body needs all of those additional ingredients but you can put ingredients in that would suppress smells and different things like that because for instance this time of the year when we're dealing with so much all of our aloes grown in the caribbean region because um, that's where we can find high high nutrient volcanic soil and so we're dealing with hurricanes, you know, right now during this time of year down there. And the great news about aloe is it is a very hardy plant. So it, a little too much water, not enough water, it doesn't really, uh, you know, affect the growing process. It, um, But what it can do is it can change the smell and the color. So, for instance, when there's a lot more rain it's going to be, your aloe is going to be darker. Um, Your aloe is going to smell more. Um, And so sometimes, you know, around this time of the year is when we get people going like, my bottle smells different than the last time. And it's like, (laughs) that is because we we are always constantly harvesting. So we, we want ours as fresh as possible. So when you purchase from us, your bottle has just come out of the field within the past month or two. Um, and so we're always working with fresh batches. And so we, we definitely know the times of year where we will get calls and they'll be like, my aloe smells different or my aloe is a different (laughs) color. And it's like, this is why. (laughs) And, and, and so, and, but we use the aloe Barbadendus miller species specifically though, because it is so hardy because um, it does have a high nutrient content, but it's also very hardy species that grows very well, very easy, and um, allows us to, you know, process it um, in larger volumes. And so that aloe is, specifically is very, why yeah, we aloe is very
1: species. prolific. It's it just grows and yeah. grows and babies and yeah. It really it like I brought an aloe plant here when I moved to Florida, and I then I ended up having to spread it in two and then that got crazy and I you know I, I didn't know what to do with it anymore. Um so you say that you grow it in the Caribbean, so it and it's harvested mm-hmm. in the Caribbean. So um are they processing it there? Yes, yeah, so we what we do is
0: we t- set up temporary on-site. So we contract out with USDA certified organic farms and um all, all over the Caribbean region. Sometimes we'll be um on certain islands, we'll be in the Dominican Republic, we'll be in Mexico, we'll be and what we do is we set up on temporary on-site processing again back to that whole needing to preserve the nutrients as fast right. as possible. So we right. set those temporary on-site processing up to preserve those nutrients. And then from there, it goes to to finishing, encapsulating, and bottling here in the U.S. And so oh, all okay. of that happens in the U.S., but we, we do do temporary um, on-site processing to
1: preserve those nutrients. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was wondering when you said it was grown in the Caribbean. I'm like, well, how do you do that? Um, <laughs> how many... Um, how many employees does your company have? So we have 15 of
0: us in total. Um, we get a lot done with the 15 of us. Um, we are definitely like a family. Um, when people call here, um, it, they get to talk to just about any of our customer service reps. They're amazing. They will stay on the phone as long as you need. Um, we have some people that call and share pictures of their family or let us know when they found out they're going to have a baby or get married. (laughs) And, and so (laughs) realistically, um, a lot of our customers become like family, um, because, and they, they, they find that customer service representative that they want to call and talk to each time. And, 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 you know, sadly, all of them are also suicide trained, um, which is another thing that we have to have because we do get a lot of suicidal calls, unfortunately, um, with interstitial cystitis. So, yeah, we, we have had to do wellness checks. We have had to sit on the phone for hours. And I think one time we sat for four hours. Um, just talking someone through, trying to get uh, while someone in the back end was trying to get someone there to do like a wellness check and so we have we have we definitely make sure that that everybody knows when they come in here you know we want them to have that compassion and that understanding that if someone calls us and they're just a little upset that day. Um, imagine what they're going through, and imagine what they're feeling, and imagine why why they are upset, and help them work through this. Sometimes someone just wants someone to talk to, to understand, to understand when they're going through, and especially when you're an underserved and you know underdiagnosed disor- dis- you know, disorder here. When you have a disease that is is you know limited, um, that that becomes one of the hardest things for the IC patient. And it's hard when you go to these doctors. Um many urologists um don't see IC patients a lot of the times or don't understand or don't practice. And 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 for a lot of reasons that's because they're they're they want to be so many of them want to be surgeons and there is no surgery to be had for interstitial cystitis you know there's there's nothing and and so it becomes a really underserved um, you know demographic that in the medical community and it, it, it's it's so the limit to the research every diagnosis everything um, has to be those that are really committed to that. And when they developed, you know, and because of this, they one of the reasons they've developed a whole new field of medical study, which is combining urology and gynecology, so that a woman has a place where she can go to and have a doctor that's going to understand and relate and look at her whole body and understand what is going on. So now you've got this great new burgeoning field with with urogynecologists. You've got huge growth in um, pelvic floor physical therapy, which, you know... Nobody even knew what it very few people even knew that it existed or that it was out there or available for them even you know five or ten years ago and and so this is becoming something that's becoming very mainstream for us to understand our bodies and understand our pelvic you know our pelvic region and understand the needs of our pelvic floor. Mm.
1: Well, that's really good to know because, yeah, like I said, my urologist didn't know. I think one of them threw it out there, you know. Well, it could be IC, could mm-hmm. be interstitial. I never heard of that. I'm like, okay, you know, what is that? Yeah. Um, does mm-hmm. does the way our bodies respond to the freeze-dried um, oral aloe vera, um, is, how, is it related to how long we've had the symptoms? Like, in other words, if we haven't had them that long, would it work faster or you just don't know?
0: There has been no, we have been able in 27 years to find no correlation. Um, it, it, there are, everybody is in varying symptoms and some will respond within the first few doses. They'll start seeing a difference. Um, mm-hmm. Some will take weeks, some will take that full three months. Um, But that is the longest it took. But the severity of the symptoms had no effect on, um, and it's actually one of the things we're going to be studying a little bit further. So what's really exciting is is this time um, we're getting a lot more of that data. How long have you had your symptoms for um, so that we could maybe potentially use this data and pass this data on to other researchers who are doing projects. We did the same thing with our survey with the Interstitial Cystitis Association 50,000 IC, you know, we 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 put it out to the entire IC community and and you know, we came back with great data about um, companion symptoms, diet, other things like that. And so we're hoping in this this current study to be able to both in Europe and here in the U S collect more data. So we are, we're looking at things, um, other than just the bladder, other things going on in the body. The doctors are doing a full patient assessment. We're getting baseline blood work, after-the-fact blood work. We're doing things that when we were a small young company and did our very first study, we couldn't necessarily afford to do. And so now we're being able to put more effort into our research this time and and um, get some great information we're hoping
1: for. so. When I first started taking it, um, I it was recommended that I also take pre leaf, which is a um it's an uh, indigestion. a digestive mm-hmm. um, you know, um supplement or whatever. Um and so, you know, to take away the acid, to help take away the acid. And so initially I was just doing those two, you know, doing your product and that. And that helped a lot too. Uh hmm. Yeah, so we sell, you- like,
0: so for instance, like, yeah, I can tell you about the other supplements that we have. So we actually have a very, so the ingredient in PreLeaf is calcium glyceryl phosphate, um, which we actually happen to also sell. Um, we just don't sell it under a branded name. And it has a little bit of our aloe in it. So um, that has been found in studies to remove up to 95% of acid of foods
1: now we do
0: have another yes yes and so that 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 one has a positive effect for a lot of people but interestingly enough there's a lot of people that does absolutely nothing for so we have a secondary option (laughs) and and um it was interesting because i had like a revolt i thought everybody wanted the calcium glyceryl phosphate and for years we had had just our calcium and vitamin d3 and i was like well it seems like everybody wants the calcium glyceryl phosphate more so i replaced one with another and i had like a revolt i was like everybody was like bring it back bring it back this is the only thing that allows my daughter to eat food and and you have to bring it back and so i was like okay we're going to have both now and and i found out i really learned after that that there is definitely you know people that respond in different ways to different things better so we found that the calcium and vitamin d3 is more effective more for like the acidity that's already in the stomach versus hitting the food, but also taking it the same way that you take the pre-leaf. Um, and so if you don't benefit from one, we found that people benefit better from the other. And that one is calcium carbonate and um, vitamin D3 combined together. And then we have, we also have like our quercetin. So a lot of people have um, a, a mast cell activation in their bladder as a result. Um, and this is you know, almost like allergies. So for instance, it's like the allergic bladder is is the reference that it gives. So imagine when I say histamine response, that's the buildup of histamine that might give you hives if you're allergic to some trees or grasses and you go outside, Mm -hmm. your eyes get all red and teary. Same kind of thing, but internally in the bladder. And so quercetin is actually a natural antihistamine. Um, It comes from the Sephora plant and so we 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 also do have that. Um, so we What's tell it people that what it's is it called thought? quercetin. Quercetin. Oh, okay. Can you spell uh, it? Q u e r c e t i n. Okay, quercetin. And the
1: um and quercetin. the the other one for um the the calcium glycerophosphate. Phosphate, the first one that you said you have is called what? Oh, so yes, the calcium
0: phosphate. You want me to spell that one? Yeah, that's uh, that's what it's and,
1: called. Okay.
0: Yes, that's it. so we have the calcium phosphate. we have the calcium okay. and vitamin D3. Uh, okay. which is and then and then the quercetin is the is the antihistamine one. Okay. That you can add um to your regimen Some people already know that they have the mast cell activation. Um, Some people find that out down the road. Um, Some people it's just a trial and error. So we recommend that if you're not getting that full level of symptom relief that you're looking for with the aloe, add that in combination. And that usually makes the difference for a lot of people. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Now, so, um, like, for instance, I take – D5 I think I take. I take a lot of D. Okay. So if I if I'm already taking that then I would just want to add like calcium carbonate to that. For the acid reflux. Yes, result. correct. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, and then we also recommend for instance if you do start taking high amounts of calcium, whether you're taking pre-leaf, whether you're taking ours, we always recommend equal parts magnesium to equal parts queer, or, or um, equal parts calcium. You always want that in your diet or you will get constipated. Um, calcium yeah. is, yeah, and so we always remind people of that. We sell a magnesium oxide, which is just a healthy way. It's not a lack it just redirects water to the bowel just to help keep the bowels healthy and keep things moving. Um, And so you can kind of adjust your dose, kind of start with the initial dose, and you can kind of adjust a little bit based on your body's need. If your stools are too hard still, add more. If they're a little loose, add less. Um, just to kind of offset that, especially if you're already having the constipating-inducing IBS or other things like that. That's something you definitely want to be cognizant of.
1: Okay. You have everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going through my body, and I'm like, well, bit. I can use that. I, I, I can use that one. Yeah, I can use that one. Um, the, um, the, acid, um, the acid reducers, is that effective on acid reflux as well? Um, it, it does have
0: some benefit, especially the calcium and the vitamin D3 more so than the calcium
1: glycerol phosphate. Okay. okay. We found so that's, that's better for reflux. Okay. 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 Well, Heather, um, we're coming down to the end. Is there anything else that you wanted? I mean, we talked about a lot of things, but is there anything else that you wanted to, um, to mention before we go? No, I
0: think that's definitely it, other than telling everybody to come visit us on our website at desertharvest.com or give us a call anytime at 800-222-3901. But other than that, we are always, we're not here just to take orders. We are always here just to answer questions, too. So we know that there are a lot of questions out there. And we are more than happy to get on the phone and answer them. So we are available.
1: Okay, that's awesome. Well, I love your company, and I've been a fan of it since January 2017, so um, I can vouch for it, which is why you know, when I saw this opportunity to talk to you, I was excited, because I, I, I don't want to support anything that I don't know, and I do know this product, yeah. so um, you have my stamp on it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I am glad to hear that, and I'm glad to hear that it's helping you. Um you. I think that's what makes it so easy for us to do this job every day is the people that we get to talk to, the stories we get to hear about the people we get to help and the difference we get to make in their lives um, is is job satisfaction in and of itself. Um, of course. Uh, it, it makes every day coming to work worth it. So,
1: That's wonderful. Okay, well, it's been great talking to you. Thank you for all the information. You've really given us everything we could want want to know. <laughs> about these topics and um, you know I know I know a lot more today after talking to you than I did before and I understand why what I'm taking is helping me so thank you for all of that and to those who are listening and having bladder conditions chronic bladder conditions um, this is definitely something to consider and it's you know it can't hurt you and it's worth trying so um, thank you Heather it's been a pleasure talking with you Thank you, Randy.
0: Have a great rest of your day, and thank you again for having me. You are very welcome. You too. All right. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. So we are out of time today, but if you have any comments or questions about today's show, you can email me at loveyourlifeatrandyfine.com. May joy and serenity always be yours.
0: Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randifine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.